Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Jason, our robot shade overlords are back at it again. They are. Look, we are we are coming up upon the holidays, and I'm going to say this year, it's been hard to do good out in the world stuff, and Budget Blinds has been trying. They have. But... And they can't resist it. They have to do some good stuff for Christmas time. So uh, in the last few years, Budget Blinds has teamed up with us here at Link to Lee Summit. We've hosted a, a special story night with Santa. Kids come. They listen to Santa tell stories. We've got pictures with Santa. Well, I'm sure you guessed we're not doing that this year. You're not going to cram a whole bunch of people <laughs> in the store and do that because COVID ruins everything. But those people over a bunch of blinds they're pretty creative so here's what we're doing we've got a special live stream event with santa planned for thursday december 17th santa's gonna join us live from his north pole office and let's give let's give santa some props for getting zoom up there that's pretty impressive to get the bandwidth all the way to the north pole. Yeah, I, I wonder if he gets google fiber and if he does is he paying as cheap as we are uh, he probably has to pay a couple extra bucks. Maybe the Cana- couple- there's probably something with the Canadian thing that, that's going to mess it all up. So Santa's going to read some of his favorite holiday stories, and he's going to answer some of your questions. So if you are watching along, you can type out some questions. We'll pass them to Santa, and he's ready to answer all of them. And as always, our friends at Budget Blinds and Lee Summit, they wanted to uh, do a little extra good. So we're going to take donations during this live live stream event too. Donations for Lee Summit Social Services are encouraged during that stream. You can follow our Storytime with Santa event page on Facebook for more information as we get closer. Oh yeah, hey Jason, mm-hmm. you better make sure you're on the nice list if you're going to watch. You know, there, I reached a point at a certain age that I realized that the nice list is purely aspirational for me. So. <laughs> But we're going to try. I'm going to try to get on the nice list so so that I can get in and watch Storytime with Santa. Well, so thank you to our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee's Summit for making this live stream event happen on Thursday, December 17th. Make sure you are there to watch. And hey, if you're looking to do some stuff around the house, go see our friends at Budget Blinds. Tell them Jason next thing. Hello, and welcome to this Friday conversation episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. Today I have with me, I have a special guest. Uh, he's, he's become a friend over the last couple of years, and he is somebody I've been wanting to get on to talk a little bit about his business and his approach to running a business. Chad Juarez, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Nick. I've also been wanting to get on here. <laughs> I've had the privilege of being on a couple of a podcasts with you, kind of promoting some other community events. And so to be able to talk a little bit about, you know, my business and just more importantly, maybe just kind of, you know, the why of my business, I'm, I'm really excited and, and I, I appreciate this, this honor. Well, it's good. And I, and I'm glad to meet the, the other listener. That's not my mommy. So thank you. <laughs> no problem. Well, and Chad, you get the, I, I'm going to tell you, this is a special honor because you are the last, um, mortal guest of the year 2020 because the final show of the year is going to be december 18th and it's santa claus oh my gosh so we will be doing a live stream event uh on on the evening of december 17th and then we'll replay it um as our podcast episode for the 18th but 6 30 
December 17th on that Thursday, a live stream interview with Santa Claus. And he's also going to be reading some of his favorite stories. So, so that's going to be, that's gonna be a lot of fun, but you're the last mortal guest of the year. That's awesome. I've seen more and more of these kind of virtual Santa, right? We make do, we do what we need to, to sort of get through the time that we're in really, really excited that Santa gets to find a way, even if it's virtually to still connect with people right now. So thank you for doing that. That's great. Yeah, it's, it's it's fun. And, you know, he said he needed to be quarantined until the actual night. So yeah. this is how he's doing it. That's and he amazing. has been doing lots of virtual calls uh, to, to kids everywhere. So this is fun. And I'm glad he he made some time to, to let us get on the list of his calls. But let's talk a little bit uh, w- about you, Chad. And, and I'm going to tell you the, the reason I, I asked you to, to come on the show is you and I have chatted a few times uh, back and forth and we got together. I want to say a month ago, month and a half ago, and talked a little bit about each of our businesses and what we were doing and plans. And I've been really struck by your approach because it's something that, that I try to do, but I don't know that I get there and I don't know that I explain it well. Um, But it's the opposite of the, it's not personal. It's just business cliche. You actually approach uh, things. You, you have an insurance agency, Juarez insurance, um, but you approach it as it is a very personal thing and, and personal relationships are incredibly important to you and not in the, not in the way of, I just want to meet people and sell them stuff. Yeah. No, <laughs> and so, that's a great, yeah, that, that just really, a tr- that really kind of clicked with me. And it's something I've, I, I've always held as a goal, but not really been able to, to make it real, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. So I, I think for me, it kind of started just from the, the genesis of me even deciding to start this agency is I was trying to find a way that I really could merge sort of my work and my faith life. You know, I think for the longest time, I was separating my work life from my, my faith and my ministry and, and kind of what we, what at least I feel like I've been called to do, which is really just try to impact the people around me. I tell my kids all the time, if I can do nothing more than to try to build people up around me, I, I genuinely want to do that. I genuinely get joy from seeing people around me be uplifted and encouraged. And, and we have a lot of opportunity to, to probably impact that more than we think. And so I did. I needed to find a way that I could merge my work life and my volunteer life. And as I started doing it, the funny thing is, is I appreciate you even saying that it is me trying to make it personal. We, we do treat our agency very much like a ministry. Um, when when somebody calls us because they have a home claim or an auto claim or something happens, we want to send a meal, you know, we want to, we want to be there. We want to, we want to treat you as if you were part of our small group at church, you know, like that's, that's how we get to love on you, which we hope is a little bit different maybe than you've experienced before, because we genuinely want to see you have a better experience and you've had somewhere else. And so we work hard at it, but, but we're thankful we get to do it. You know, we, um, it, it does take some effort and intentionality, but I feel over the last couple of years since we've opened this agency more than at any other time in my life, I really do sleep well. You know, I do, I, I feel as if I love what I'm doing and, and in my life it shows. But that, that part you said there about I sleep well, that resonates with, with, with me. I'm a chronic insomniac anyway, but you know, for, for about seven years, I was in a corporate job that that I, I didn't belong there. It wasn't it wasn't for me. I wasn't doing what I loved. Obviously, the people who had hired me weren't getting the best work ever because it was a bad fit all around. But 
but I've noticed now that I'm doing what, what I love and I find a passion and a, and a place that, yeah, I, I sleep. I mean, that's a, that's a brilliant thing. So <laughs> I mean, true. just, just to be able to, but you know, everybody says that, right. You know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Right. Uh, we're going to make this a cliche festival, this whole show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but how do you really make that a, make that a reality? Because not everybody's going to do what they love every day, but they can still be happy in what they're doing. Um, I, I, I don't like, I don't like false goals, setting false goals for everybody. You're telling everybody that's easy. Um, so, so where are you, how are you creating that balance? Yeah. So I think step one, and I think I got this wrong a lot in my life earlier is for me, I had to really stop and figure out what my why was like, why, why do I do what I do? Like what, if somebody wanted to know why our agency existed or what we did, I should be able to explain it very, very well. My team should be able to explain it very, very well. We should have such a clear vision of what we're trying to accomplish that our why really dictates what we do. It dictates all of our marketing decisions, our staffing decisions, um, our outreach, right? Everything that we do is impacted by this desire we have to not just earn the right to sort of advise and help people, but to, abs- to you know, genuinely and absolutely radically impact our community. You know, it's, it's, it's always been a passion. It's always something I want to do. And so for me, as long as I can always come back to my why, it makes it so much easier for me to actually live that out. If I just go back, why am I doing this? Oh, does it help me earn the right to be an advisor? Does it help me impact the community? If it answers yes to both of those questions, it does let me feel like I'm more on mission. And when I'm on mission, that's when I do feel like I sleep well and I do well. And it's funny because I say I sleep well, which is absolutely true. But I still think something I struggle with a lot is I don't rest well. <laughs> I think they're very different because um, I'm somebody who it's actually therapeutic for me to take a lot on. You know, I love being involved in different groups or nonprofits or events and getting out. I'm just such a people person. Right? It's in my DNA that I need to connect with people. I need to be building relationship all the time. So for me, it's therapeutic to get out and do some of those things. But at times when you take a lot of things on, if you're not careful, you cannot rest well. It's like I don't, it's like I don't give myself grace to take time or to, to be okay with, with not getting something done now, you know? And so that is something I'm still working on. I sleep well, working on resting well, all of it tends to fall into place when I just step back and say, why am I doing what I'm doing? Well, let's, let's go backward just a little bit. So you, one of your goals is, is you, you want to impact your community. How, you, I, this, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit you with the hard one here. You sell insurance, man. How are you impacting? How does that let you impact the community? Yeah, great question. And so I, I do, I am in insurance sales. That is what I do. But if you were to ask me kind of my titles in life, insurance agent is like maybe 17 on my list. You know, it, it helps give us an outlet to be able to be a part of our community. And, and maybe it's an excuse, if nothing else, to get involved. But the way we get to promote our community within insurance sales is by promoting kindness and helping people see the positive things in our community that are here. Uh, I, I do, I truly believe this. And I've told you this before, Nick. I am so lucky and thankful that not just my wife and I get to grow up and live here in Lee Summit, but that my kids do because we have so many resources and opportunities in our backyard of positive things to see, people helping other people. I can jump on my Facebook feed and see, um, you know, Mr. Bodwin doing things about positive things in the, in the school districts. I can see 
um, Jesse Resch talking about, you know, kindness KC and the kindness revolution. And there, we are lucky to have the things that we have in our own backyard. I hope that I can just promote that a little bit. And I've seen a difference even in throughout COVID, right? I think my mission this year has, has changed a lot. We, when we asked ourselves, how are we going to radically impact the community through what we're doing? Um, it is by treating people in a different way. It is doing things hopefully better than they've ever experienced. One of the things I ask my staff all the time is, how are we better? What are we doing that's different? How are we wowing people? And we have to constantly ratchet that up because as, as other people get better, we need to stay better as well. But for this year, it just felt so different. I know election years are divisive anyways, right? Especially presidential election years. This one combined with COVID and just, there's, there's such a, a, a divide that I felt like, I don't even know how to word it, almost that what, what's really sorely needed right now is to just bring back these values of, of dignity and respect and kindness. And, and you know, not just in my office, but at workplace, at schools, in everyday life. Uh, it's almost that in 2020, that has become our starting point in trying to shape kind behavior, if that makes sense. <laughs> I, I think I think you're right. I think you're onto something there. I'm going to go backward to to when you said you were saying that you know it's in your DNA to be with people that you want to, you want that connection. And I think what we've found that has been exasperated by our our COVID related isolation. And 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 no matter where you stand on the spectrums of things, right? We've all been a little bit more isolated. No matter what we've tried to do. And I, and I think what we found is even for the most introverted of us, some kind of regular contact is important and, and, and so we're much. not, we're not all getting that. And so, so what have you done? I, and, I, and I'm curious, what have, what have you done to kind of recreate how you connect with people or, yeah. or try to try to try to make connections still happen because you can't just go see everybody. And, and look, and I've watched you work before you're a hugger. <laughs> I am, but, but we're not hugging everybody. No. Um, so that's a great question. And I, I think I wrestled with it a lot. And I, if I'm being like, just dead honest, I probably haven't done as good of a job of it as I would have liked, you know, but I have made progress. And, and I, for me, the question was always, how do I take what I felt is sort of an impersonal process, right? The idea of having to cold call people. If you can't connect in person, you're going to connect via phone, via video, via messaging, via social media, right? We're going to use virtual ways of connecting. How do we take the virtual ways, which to me felt impersonal, didn't feel relationship building, and try to make them more personal? And so the reality of that ended up being us using a lot more video, right? Anytime someone were to call into our office, whether they were looking for a quote as a new client or whether they were asking for something in their existing client, if you need an insurance card. We want to send you a video. We want to thank you. We want to connect with you. We want to make that process feel different so that it's not just me sending you something, right? I want you to see me. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to hear me say thank you. I want you to feel the genuineness behind what we're doing. Um, and so it does take a little bit of work, right? So we had to take and say, okay, in this industry, we still need to connect with people. I still need people to talk to. Um, and if I have to do that by reaching out in virtual ways, we are going to make our virtual ways the most relationship building we possibly can. We use a lot of video, we continue to connect with video. And that's actually led me down this whole other journey where, well, a lot of other people are using video now too. How do we make it better, right? How do we, what is, you know, I started studying, you know, what is, what do people want to see in video? How long can a video be? We started, when I first sent them, I'm such a talker. You can probably get this now. I'm 
shut up in, in like three minutes. <laughs> but I don't even know if I've taken a breath since your question. But I, I was doing these three, four, five, six minute long videos and they weren't getting watched, you know? And so I had to say, okay, once again, I've got to get better. I need to meet people where they need to be met. It's one thing to want to connect with people and build relationship, but I've got to do it in a way where they're willing to come as well. And so we changed it, right? We, we looked at analytics and we said, hey, if we can't meet with you in person, we have a hierarchy. Number one, we are still going to try to meet with you in person. We'll social distance if we have to. We'll invite you here. We'll make you a latte. We'll buy you coffee, whatever we need to do. Let's get together if we can. If you're uncomfortable with that, if it's not safe, let's connect via video conference and let's talk about things and, and know that we this is a, a, a temporary, right? If that's not an option, then I'm going to send you videos and do a walkthrough where you can do it in your own timeline where we're not necessarily doing it in real time, but I can still educate you on some of the things that, you know, we really want you to help understand and know. Our passion here, the, the first part of our mission about becoming a trusted advisor is it, it doesn't matter to me what somebody's coverages are. It really doesn't. I, my job isn't here to sell you something or, or tell you what to do. It's, it's to educate you on what your options are so that you can hopefully have all the information you need to make an informed decision. I just need to help paint a picture that you can clearly see, understand why this is important, why this is not. Um, and so if I can do a walkthrough for that, we will. Then we get to the very last step, which is either phone or email. Um, so we're just going to try to start with the most personal and work our way down until we can come to an area where we can both be met. What is the, what has the response been like for you? Yeah. So like I said, initially, probably not as good as I wanted, mainly because I felt like I wasn't necessarily creating content that was worthwhile. Um, you know, the things that I was sending out were too long. People weren't able to look at them. Once we've gotten to that, that point where it has sort of been shorter and people are actually listening and watching what we're doing, people love it, right? We get responses. One of the platforms that we use allows people to respond right away. And our response rate is big, you know, more than I thought it would be. People, I think, truly enjoy when somebody puts effort behind trying to reach out to them right now. And I think that's, uh, when we talk about building relationships and kind of getting together, people understand or recognize intentionality. Um, if you were to come to my office in person and I knew you were coming here, Nick, you would have your name written on our blackboard and you would have a little chalkboard up with your name on it. We would have everything ready because I know you're coming. You know, if I can be intentional with you, then that's what we're going to do. And I just think some people don't do it enough. Can I get a, can I get a red carpet? Yeah, if you absolutely, you can have a red carpet. <laughs> you saying that right now, literally, if you ever come to my office again, there will be a red carpet because you said that, right? Like I will pick up, I will make a note, I will write that down. Any information we can gather, we have so much more information than, than we realize about people. And, and we know the things that, that, that they're drawn to. We can use that in a way that just helps them feel valued. And that's what people want right now. You know, part of that personal connection is just feeling valued by somebody else. And that's what we hope to recreate. Well, let's, uh, let, let me give you a little bit of a chance here to, because I, I, I want to be fair to you. Give us a little bit about, about your, your agency. What is it that you're doing and, and how can people connect with you? Great, great question. So um, we are an insurance agency that really specializes in personal insurance lines. So your home insurance, your auto insurance, your life insurance, boats, RVs, motorcycles, things like that. Um, we also are able to help with commercial insurance. That's been a big passion of mine this year. Uh, we've been able to help a lot of business owners through COVID really understand options. Um, so really helping them with their commercial policies. And in terms of connecting with us, we try to make that easy too. 
uh, you can, the best way, and I heard, I was actually at a social media kind of session yesterday where they talk about all of the things that you send out, all of your spider webs, your social media, right? Your, your blog postings, the, the marketing that you do, hopefully is designed to attract everyone back to your mothership, which is probably your website. So if anybody really wanted to connect with us, our website is juarezinsuranceagency.com. Um, you can get everything there. You can connect with us. You can contact us. You can get to our social medias. Um, so that would be one of the, the ways to get a hold of us. You can always call or email us. If you've gathered anything from what we've just talked about, our address is 455 Southwest Ward Road. We're across the street from High V on 3rd and Ward. Come see me. I'll make you a coffee. I'll roll out a red carpet. Now that we got that stuff out of the way, I'm gonna, I need to hit you now with the really hard question. You said earlier that you are a competitive guy. And when I first met you, you came on the show with Chris Turney for the Wings for Water. Now here's the big question I'm going to ask you. Chad Juarez, why are your wings better than Chris Turney's? Why am I, <laughs> I hope Chris Turney's watching this. <laughs> and I'm going to take the high road. I don't, I, I don't think my wings are better than Chris Turney's. No. No, wait, wait, let me finish. Take the bait. And wait, no, let me finish. Everybody else thinks my wings are better than Chris Turney's. <laughs> <So>, they, <laughs> um, man, we just put love into it. Chris, I don't know, his wings are good. Um, we just found the secret sauce, the way we do it. Um, I think that his wings will connect with some people. Our wings will connect with some people. For whatever reason, people just like us better than Chris. It, it could be that, I mean, it could be that I'm better looking. It could be that I'm, I'm funnier. It could be that I'm more humble. I, all of those things could be a factor <laughs> in, in why they like my wings more. And your wings have more love. I think, I think that's, that's really the key. We are now two years in a row, the atomic champion for the Wings for Water event. Now, the first year we were there, we were the only Atomic sponsor. So we were the only competing against ourselves <laughs> at that level. And this, and this year, there were only two. So it, all of that being said, it doesn't take away from the fact that we are the Atomic champions for two years in a row now for the Wings for Water event. Well, I'm going to hang my head. Uh, we didn't even place in anything. Um, we were humbled. Our team was humbled this year. It was a tough I year. had no idea what I was doing, trying to make 500 wings. You run around crazy. <laughs> we have two huge things going, right? Like it, we learned from the year before, it's a, it's, it's a chore. Yeah, we were not prepared for, for the volume. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and it was, a diff- it was a different event this year, but that Wings for Water event is a fantastic, talk about something, Chad, where you can make an impact, right? That Absolutely. is a fantastic event. Um, Chris found a way to make it happen even during the the, the COVID world times and, and still gave a lot of got a lot of money raised for for different things to provide water around. And I'm gonna throw this out too. He even sent a bunch of chicken home with Lee Summit Social Services and they were able to give chicken to families who needed it. So yeah, that's uh, so cool. That so that things is- like that, they just they check all the boxes for us. You know, not only are they they great in terms of impact, not just locally but globally you know that's that's big for us um but but they're fun right they things like that aside from what they get to give they build so you get to give back but it builds community people love coming to those things i connect with a lot of the other sponsors that are there and how we make wings and um you know the ability for us to share in moments like that with other small businesses is so important and i love that we that he creates an environment where you get to do that because it's probably my favorite part about it. The day of the event, being able to connect with other people. It's almost good enough that you forget he's an evil attorney. 
Right. I know. Man. Well, let me ask you a, a couple final questions here as, as we wrap things up, because you, yeah. you, you talked, I want to go back to the beginning. We talked about, about it's, it's personal for you. It's part of what, it's part of what makes you learn how to sleep. It's part of what lets you, when you allow yourself rest, what's a, what's a good day for Chad Juarez? Yeah. So I think all good days are going to start for me with some, some devotional time, right? Some, some, um, if I get to be in the word and I get to, to, um, really find intentional time where I can connect with God, that's important to me. Um, and then I, I like to get into the office. We, I'm, I'm a really, really big person now and kind of, um, creating these time buckets early. So, um, the first parts of my day really are dedicated to like 30 minutes of email follow-up, 30 minutes of this. And I do that specifically so that I know I touch everything throughout the week. It doesn't mean I only work on it during that time, but when I can bucket my times out for the first parts of the day, it just helps me make sure that I'm sort of staying in line. One of the things that I struggle with is I'm a big picture kind of dreamer person. <laughs> I feel you. The problem for, for that, there's good and bad, but the, the, the bad part is I don't always do the best at taking these big picture ideas and breaking them down into tangible, actionable steps, right? I need to get help. People like, like my wife, who's part of the agency, um, our other um, staff here, they're very good at sort of taking my crazy ideas sometimes because I'm out there. Sometimes I'm, I think, I think people should be way cheesier than they are. I'm the cheesiest person of all time, probably, which I think is great. I'm one of the most <laughs> anti-negative people you will find. And, and so I try to find these ways of making things fun and quirky and, and they have to deal with all of that. And it just gets annoying, I think, for them sometimes, um, but I don't blame them. And so I will have my buckets of time to help me structure what I'm doing. And then the rest of the time, as much as humanly possible, I just want to connect with people, like I told you. A good day for me would be that I got up, I was in the Word, I got here on time, I ate a good meal, because I don't always stop to do that. I did my buckets of time, and then I did nothing but connect with people the rest of the day. Genuinely, whether it's at an event, whether it's talking to people, inviting people in here, I just got back from lunch with a friend of mine at church. If I could do that every single day that I would, because it's uplifting for me. And then I do tend to work late. You know, I think uh, being a small business owner, there were two parts to me doing that. Number one is I needed to merge my work and my volunteer life. But number two, I really did need that work-life balance that let me feel like it was okay to leave at three o'clock to go to my daughter's cheerleading events, right? To leave to go to my robotic event. Um, and it's not that I work less, it's just that I work differently, you know, so I can leave at three o'clock to go do that, but I also can also come back and work till eight o'clock in the office if I want. And I think it's a different kind of, of working late, right? Oh, it is. Because when it, when it, when it, when, when the work that you're doing is personal, when it's a part of your life, it's not as much working. I mean, I look, I used to work late in other jobs. I hated it. And now I, yeah. I work late, but it's part of what we're doing. It's, you know, I, I get involved in things that, that my family is also involved in. My wife gets involved in my son, even who's, you know, a young teenager likes to get involved in some of those things. And, and to me, that's, that's, that's good. I mean, I'm glad that I can kind of pass that on to him a little bit, that, that, that things in the community are just as important. Oh, so good. That's you. I couldn't have said it better. That's absolutely true. Well, here's, here's the last question. What's, at the top of your Christmas list? Ooh, good question. Um, so I've, for the last few years, we've gone more towards experiences than, than like items. Um, so I am- <laughs> Which is really hard now. <laughs> it is, but we're still gonna go do that. So we are, we're gonna be here for Christmas day. We leave, um, my wife and I were both born and raised in Wyoming. And so we have all of our family back there. And for the, the second time, both in 2020 
my wife and I became great uncles and aunts. So um, our oldest niece had a baby in April and our second oldest niece had a baby just a couple of weeks ago. So we get to go soak up baby time um, and we're gonna go back to Wyoming and see them, which is cool. But while we're there, even though I grew up in kind of that Wyoming, Colorado area, my kids have never been skiing or snowboarding. And so my thing on the top of my Christmas list is we scheduled time to go have lessons. And as a family, we're going to go skiing and snowboarding for a few days while we're there. I cannot wait. I'm super excited for it. I'm going to wipe out like, (laughs) but I don't, I don't care, man. I'm just excited to see my kids smile and have fun and, and just, you know, in this time of, of, like you said, lack of connection for some or isolation, to be able to get back home, I'm such a mama's boy. So to be able to go see my mom and hang out with my mom and go snowboarding, um, I am I'm counting down, not the days. I feel like I'm counting down seconds. Well, you just said you're a mama's boy. I, I, and I hope it's okay that I bring this up on the show. But you told me just a few months ago, you took your mom to Vegas. I did. On a trip. That's great. Yeah, we, um, so I've, we've gone a couple of times now. So my mom turned 60 this year um, and we had gone for her 50th birthday. I took her to Vegas. Uh, and so we went and did that. And then five years ago on like her 55th, it was actually Mother's Day, not Christmas. We went and saw Billy Joel in concert in Chicago. So I, th- I feel like these milestones, kind of every five-year birthdays, um, especially as your parents get older. And, and it's when I'm not with my mom all the time, and I just love going and spending time with her. She's such a fun person. Um, I, I'm, I'm uplifted when I'm with my mom. I feel comfortable and just alive. And so, yeah, we went to Vegas. It was the second time. Both of us didn't win anything. But my favorite time of being in Vegas wasn't being at any like, poker table or on the game with mom or dinners. It was literally waking up in the morning in the hotel room, being in the same room and just being able to talk about life, you know, and, and being around my mom. That was that was a, a big, big moment for me. That is awesome. And I love I love hearing about people spending time with family and and enjoying all of that stuff together. Chad, uh, thank you so much for, for some time today and for telling us a little bit about, about your business and your approach to, to, to life and business. But I think I think for you, it's all just approach to life. Is what yeah, it is. I think for me, if I leave with any piece of advice to anyone, it's this. It's if you don't have a clear understanding of your why, I feel like you should start there. You know, really understand what your why is to the point where you can clearly explain it to somebody else because it's amazing when I felt like I understood my why, all of the other things that I did were so much easier. Um, and I hope that people can leave with that today. That, that understanding your why is one of the most important things you can do, not just in business, but in life. Thanks again, Chad. That'll wrap us up for this episode. We'll be back on Monday. Thanks,